You are listening to the Therefore I Geek podcast, episode number 30. And welcome to Therefore a Geek. I'm Andrew. And I'm Tracy. And today we are very fortunate to have with us Pat Loika, who's the host of the Loika Mania podcast and who has been described as the best friend of the comic industry. Welcome, um, Pat. Thank you. Uh, it's nice to be here and uh, thanks for the compliment. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely so excited to have you on. So, Pat, uh, like I just mentioned, uh, you've been described as the, the biggest uh, comics biggest fan so how would you uh how would you just say your your love of comics began? Um I it just started really when when I was really young. I was given a copy of uh Transformers number 3. That's the one where uh you know Spider-Man's webbing up Megatron on the cover and it kind of just started from there because you know, I I love the Transformers stuff when I was little and then from there it kind of transferred into comics because they had the comic book and you know I I got to the GI Joe stuff also later on. And then from there, I just kind of gradually moved towards superheroes, and from there, discovered other stuff. And I just realized that it, comics is an amazing medium because it's one of those few mediums where you're like, you literally control the pace of how you take in all this information, and the creativity involved. You know, there's there is no such thing as a, a budget. There's no such thing as yeah. I, you can basically make a, anything into a comic book story, and that's that's really the fun fun thing about it. It's also one of those mediums where you know, you can make it into a comic, but you can never ever translate a comic completely into some other medium, which is what makes it such a unique uh, thing, and, and that's why I love it. You know. Yeah, there. I mean, there have been some noble attempts, but uh, especially with film, but it doesn't. It never quite works. And then they go, they go too close to the original material, and it comes out just looking a little odd, or they don't go close enough. And yeah, it, it, the thing about the thing is. You know, there's always going to be some kind of limitation. You know, I, I mean, that's why, like, they, they you know, when they, when they make movies, a lot of times they change the costume or because they say it doesn't look good in real life. But, man, if you look at that page, you know, that comic book page, it looks amazing. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. It, it, there's a lot of things, like, there, there's a lot of things that, unfortunately, you can't really translate and get the same feeling when you when you convert it to other mediums. And, and they'll try really hard and they will, you know, they'll, 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 they'll They'll go you know, very literal like they did with Sin City and Watchmen, and then they'll go loose like most other superhero movies. But you you, you can't it, – it's it's not going to be the same regards of what you do. And you know, there's something about the feeling of you know, the, having that comic book in your hand, whether it's paper. And, and I, for me these days, it's mostly digital. You know, the fact that you, you control the pace of what you're reading and you can really take in all that art. And it's not like a big overload where like you know something big happens on the screen and then you know, you're on to the next thing. It's not like that, and that's that's one of the beauty, one of the most beautiful things about comics is that you know it's 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 it has a there's a very intimate thing about it, and it's kind of hard to quantify in words. Yeah, but you've got those moments where you can just sit there and and really like if you like a page, you can just sit in there and as long as you want and soak it in. Yeah, and you can study it. You can kind of go over it over and over again. And, you know, it's uh, it it's kind of it, it's it's kind of uh, how's it? It's kind of gratifying in a way. Because it's right there, and it's just gonna stay there, and it'll always be there the way it is. And you know, it's it's uh, it's just such a wonderful medium. You know, I, it's it's fantastic. Um, I had a uh, going back to the, you're talking about how um, sometimes the stuff that works on a comic book page doesn't really always work in movies. I know there's a discussion and maybe even a little bit of an argument going on in the comic fan community regarding the fact that it seems like comic book uh, hero costumes are starting to follow the movies, like the movies are starting to lead the comic book art. Um, do you have an opinion on that one or do you not care that it's changing? I think you know, I, I personally have no issues with it because if if it's going to lead more people to checking out the books, 
I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's really the most important thing that that you know that more people check out the books and you know, there's a bit of familiarity you know, when you see the costumes on the screen and you see it on paper. You know, even though it's even though you know you could say it's not really the best looking costume and you've seen better, cooler looking designs. Uh, you know, there's something that's kind of you know the movie version. There's something aesthetically pleasing about them. And, and yeah. that's why that's why people kind of gravitated towards them. I mean, I you know, I'm gonna admit, you know, like when some and, and sometimes too, when they kind of go in that direction, the comics sometimes improve upon it. Like, uh, you know, when when the X Men movie came out, you know, everyone was you know, wearing those black outfits in the movie. But you know, when they kind of did their version of it for uh, for the comics, you know, in Grant Morrison's new X Men, mm-hmm. they improved upon it and they, and they gave everyone basically a uniform look. But at the same time. You know, it, while while it's kind of influenced by the movie, it still stands out on its own because of those, you know, the the, the colors and, and the other uh, additions that they had to the, to those costumes. And as far as like you know, the current crop of movies, I mean, you know, um, you can't you can't really improve much of honest, you, you can't really improve much of Spider Man because that's perfect as it is. <laughs> yes. But uh, <laughs> but you know, you notice like in the Avengers books, like you know, Captain America, at least you know, Steve. Last time he was still in the suit. You know, they, they they adopted the more armored look that the yes, movie yes. has, and mm-hmm. uh, they, and then of course in you know, Winter Soldier they added the mask to his costume, which he had in the movie. So, in, in, in a way, it looks cool and it works. It's it's still kind of believable as far as what that character is all about. Yeah, I, I can see Bucky putting on a mask or whatever while he's running around and doing his thing. Mm-hmm. So, as long as it works for the character, I'm perfectly fine with it. Uh, as long as it's something that you, if, you know, that kind of feels right and 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 works with what we know, and doesn't feel forced. In. I mean, there's some. I mean, I can't really say there was ever a time where uh, it it felt forced. I mean, that but that, you know, that's my opinion anyway. Mm-hmm. At least it, it was like you know, they at least as far as the visuals go. A lot of the times it's it works because everyone everyone changes costumes every time anyway. And, for, and and of course, as long as it doesn't get in the way of the story, and, and you know, it's rare that you ever see someone say, "Hey, look at me, nice costume." Or when when someone changes, <laughs> you know, it's it's it's, right. it's rare. It's like it's such a normal thing for those characters anyway. So it's like it's, it's nothing. It's just another costume change. You know, eventually they'll cycle back to something familiar. You know, like you know, Wolverine. You know, Wolverine kind of went through a lot of changes before they killed him off. But uh, you know, like uh, he they. He had the yellow costume. And he kind of went like you know, before he died. He was in that uh, kind of like newer version of the brown and tan suit, mm-hmm. but you know which everyone loved. So it it it, it changes and it, it always evolves. And you know, sometimes you just go back home. So that's my yeah. feeling as far as costumes go. That's a great answer. No, I, I really enjoyed that uh, that Morrison run of, of X Men. And, yes, and I didn't read it. I didn't read it at the time it was coming out, so I didn't immediately make that connection between the movie costumes and the and the and the co- and the change in the costumes but yeah now looking back now that i know that it's like oh well yeah that, of course that that's obvious now yeah it and, 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 and it, it, just, it was perfect for the time and and it, it also stood on its own you know like you you can see the you know it's one of those things for like okay clearly they moved they changed it up to kind of you know accept the influence of the movie at the same time it's very it's still very individual. It's still different from the movie that you can kind of, you know, this is like a hybrid of sorts, you know. Yeah, it, it was real good. It was good, good for the time, and really good for that, specifically for that Grant Morrison, that his style of what he was doing. Yeah. So obviously, you know, you've been in the in and around comics for for a long time now. For for good or for evil, kind of, what do you see as the some of the the, the biggest and most important changes that have happened to the industry? Um, biggest, most important changes that happened in the industry. Uh, I would say now the the influx of new readers, I think, has been the most important thing, and that's because of uh, you know there, there's different venues for them to come in through these days. I mean, you can buy comics digitally and just read them now. You don't need a store anymore, even though you know you, we all love you know that that comic book store experience where you uh, you just walk in and kind of hang out and 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 socialize, but for those people who don't have that, they can now read digitally, and now um, everyone can read it. And everyone can read these things, regardless of where they are, or you know, or, or how you know where they live. And the thing is also is that you know the, the diverse audience that we're getting right now because of this is amazing. Um, a couple of weeks ago, right, 
there was a big there's a screening of the Transformers and GI Joe animated movies, like you know from the eighties. Oh, those are good. Yeah, they they did a double feature of the two of them, uh, you know, in L.A. And you know what amazed me? There were like there's like a good there's you know there's like of course like the nostalgic geeks like like me there you know who want to see it in a theater for the first time right. in, a, in a long time, but then there's like this audience of like. Uh, younger people and then most of them are girls which is amazing like and and, and, and really and there are a lot of girls who are into transformers it's something i just discovered recently <laughs> i mean i you know if you look on sites like tumblr you'll see it um if you kind of do a search on transformers or or like like the idw comics right now the transformers idw books if you do a search for them on twitter You'll find a lot of the people talking about them are, are girls. Like, and I have a, and, and you know maybe they discovered it because of the Michael Bay, Bay films or or whatever, but they're reading this stuff now, and I'm like that's like not the audience I expected. And then like that's and all I can think of that's amazing, because now all, there's other people who are like, you know, you're not relegating these people to just reading certain things. Like they're reading like, you know, stuff like that, and and it's kind of amazing how you know fandom has really. And, and the type of people are reading these days are, you know, it, you, you wouldn't even suspect. And, and, you know, comics are like this cool, sexy thing now for a lot of people. And, and I think that's, 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 such a, that's such a great thing. That's such a great stigma for the industry that you know, people look, oh, look, that person reads comics. Like, you know, I, I would hear, you know, you know, you know, all these celebrities that read comics and like, all these other people that you never thought read comics actually read comics. And it's, it's cool. You know, it, a lot of people, like I would hear about how, you know, Samuel L. Jackson has a pull list in this store, and and, 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 that, and that's true, by the way. He has a, he has a pull list. At, I'm not going to name the store here, but, uh, you know. Right. Uh, that's so but, cool. uh, yeah, yeah, he has a pull list, and, and I hear all these things, and, and, and it's it's fantastic, and I love that this has uh, become a thing now, and comics are, it's, it's that cool medium that, uh, that everyone's mining from these days, and I, I enjoy that a lot. Since you brought it up for Jamal, how big is your pull list? Oh, um... <laughs> is it dangerously big? <laughs> it's always dangerously big. Um, <laughs> I would say no fewer than 50 a month. I would leave it at that. No fewer than good. that, but I try a lot of things here and there, too. I dabble on a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's pretty good, though. I, um, I just, I've, I've, had to, I've had to cut back a little bit due to, due to finances. Oh, yeah, I understand. And, uh, but I just... <laughs> It is, but I, I went. I was going through and and seeing what titles I read, and because I, I I've gone all all digital now, and uh, I cleared out like thirty five or thirty six subscriptions in Comicsology. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a lot of books. It, it's tough to. Uh, it's also tough to like to just kind of go away. But then again, you know, these days there's a lot of books that kind of end at a certain point. So, in a way, yeah. it's kind of nice that you have that. So, yeah, well, and and that was just that was books that I subscribed to. There were other ones that got picked up every week too. So it was, that was a lot of books. But yeah, and you know, you're I so. Prioritize. I was gonna say, Pat, you're such a busy guy. I mean, you do so. I mean, you work for Comixology. Um, you do. Uh, you work for the tourism in LA. Um, yes. and you do all this stuff, and then you're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram all the time, and you're doing Loikomania and interviewing all these amazing guests. How do you have time to keep up with reading your comics as well? I mean, that's just that's a huge undertaking, even for someone who's not busy. Um, it's really about time management, you know. And like, you know, I I, I work, uh, you know, I work for I work for the tourism biz, and thankfully, there's a lot. You know, it's mostly. Thankfully, most of that is a lot of talking on the phone and some and and you know a few things here and there. But I, I get to read a lot. I'm, I'm thankful that I have a job there in that business where I can actually read while I work, so oh, I can nice. get away yeah. with that. Um, of course, you know when I'm working uh, my my main job at Comicsology, uh, you know, I get to do some reading here and there too. You know, thankfully, um, it, it's it's um, you know it's really a matter of time management. You know, you you just gotta make time for it. Uh, there are times where I just like I let some books pile up because they read a lot better that way, mm, and yeah. uh, there's a lot of times where uh, you know like some books I just gotta read now like you know the Hickman Avenger stuff I'm like okay the moment I <laughs> it's there I read it right away because that's my that's my favorite you know at the moment. Um, I was I was actually just listening to your interview with Hickman. It was, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, that's I, I think also I you know that was a very fun interview and I can I'll, I'll get into it in a moment about him uh, and and. and 
you know, you, you just make time. And then, you know, I have a certain, I have a window, I have like a three or four hour window between jobs each day where I have like, where I can kind of figure out when to record or get a little bit of sleep. But I, you know, I try to record. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it, and, and it's mainly because, you know, First of all, you you uh, you have to keep active. You you gotta you gotta remain a face for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know you 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 have to maintain a presence, uh, whether it's uh, whether it's an online thing or not. And, and this is something I learned kind of you know while while I was doing the uh, well I, I was uh, active at, I, when I was really active at the con scene because between two thousand five and two thousand and uh, Say 2012 was like my one of my peak years. Between 2005 to 2012, I've been you know, traveling the country doing the con scene and and basically doing a lot of networking and meeting a lot of people. And I kind of learned during that time, like you know, the best way to become somebody in the biz is to be somebody that people recognize and see. Um, you know, I you know I I put up my own independent comic at the time, and you know I'm you know trying trying to you know meet as many people as I can in the biz and you know and of course you have a have a healthy online presence too I took I you know I you know I, I there's no there's no illusions about me you know I am who I am here on this conversation and I am you know and that's the same person that's on Facebook or Twitter or on message boards and in conventions you know you have to be yourself you have to be really honest about who you are and that's well that's how you know you you build relationships that way and I've been very fortunate with the uh you know, I can. I if you get to, if you see my contact list on my phone, I that that that's kind of like that's that's the that's the that's my wealth right there. That's that's what that's the most worth. That's the that has the most worth to me than anything else because that you know the num- the people I have you know within reach because of that because of that is uh is the most valuable thing I would have and it's kind of like a testament that hey you're 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 doing something right here because. They gave it. They gave you this information. So, yeah. So, so yeah. The most, the most dangerous thing, the most important thing I ever carry with me is my phone, and that's the most devastating thing if I ever lose it. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I'm knocking on wood right now. It never happens. <laughs> um, and and that kind of leads me to something that I wanted to ask you about. Um, you've just just as you described, that's kind of an old school way of networking. Um. And in this world of social media and Twitter, where it's so easy to talk to any, um, well, it's at least somewhat easy to talk to um, any comic creator or celebrity that you want to, at least um, to talk directly to them, whether or not they answer you. Um, How did it transition from uh, just being a big fan and meeting these awesome guys like Jonathan Hickman, who is um, one of my favorite writers as well, to actually being the host of one of the biggest comic book podcasts that's available right now? Um, there was a point where I'm like, I, I've, I've attempted podcasts before with other people, like my friends, for example. Like we've tried to do podcasts together, mm-hmm. and we were just kind of goofing off. But then I realized, like, I, you know, I'm like, I know all these people, and why not try to do something, something with it, and and why not, you know, kind of give them a platform to talk about what's on their mind at the same time. Um, me for me to publicly he praise the hell out of them and 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 just and just learn and 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 figure out the you know, get the things I've always wanted to know you know get get that yeah. answered yeah so I, I you know I started doing the podcast when I first started doing the podcast it was mostly reviews and then like when I got to like about twenty maybe thirty episodes in I brought in my first comics you know, comics biz guest and that was uh, Gabriel Hardman and. And because because you know I, it, it took me a while to kind of muster up the courage to ask people to come on the show. <laughs> it took a while. I got that like, feeling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it, because you know you're like I, I I you know there's there's this in there's this uh, there's this built-in guilt inside of me where I'm like oh god you're you're bothered you're, you're you're gonna make them take time off whatever they're doing to do this and you know that that always nags at me but I'm like I ask and if they say yes cool if map well, whatever it's cool too I don't you know I'm not gonna hold yeah. it against them. So I had Gabriel on, and the next thing you know, I just like on a whim, like I was at the con where a bunch of all these guys were there. It was like I went from going to Fraction and saying, "Hey, you want to do a show?" Like, "Yeah, sure," and then email me. I'm like, "All right." And then, then a few hours later, like the same show, like Hickman, and then and 
it, it just kind of snowballed from there. And that's why, like, a lot of those guys are, like, kind of regulars now because they come back. You know, the, the, most of those guys, like, uh, I think the, the guys who are, like, really big at the, on the Marvel scene over the last couple of years have mm-hmm. been, like, my regulars. Like, you know, like like Matt and uh, and Hickman and, of course, Brian Bendis. Yep. They, they, have, they probably had the most appearances on the show. Uh, and then from our side, I got Chris Anka all the time. He's, like, a good pal of mine. And, and it's funny because, like, you know, I didn't realize that, you know, when I – you know, I've always been a fan of Chris Anka's, for example, on 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 the Tumblr. I've seen his artwork there, and then next thing you know, throughout that time, like, I've been a fan of his. And we, when we've been communicating online, like he got to be, uh, I got first of all, I realized that I was made to realize that the first commissions he'd ever done were for me. I'm like that's pretty great. Oh and then, wow! And then, and then next thing you know, he's like doing all the the X stuff and all these other books. I'm like, oh, holy crap! Dude. It's like you got to meet someone before they become a big yeah. thing. It's it's cool, and. And, and and you know there, there's all that and then of course I also like getting all the different perspectives of the business from other people. Uh, I I don't know if I if it has happened anywhere else and I'm not gonna you know I'm not going to say that I was the first but I'm pretty sure I'm the most as far as colorists and letters go I'm probably the only person who's really made it a big deal to bring them on shows like uh, like you know Jordi Belair Dean White they're like the best colorists yeah. in the biz and I don't know if any interviews they've ever done on by a podcast and I got them on and you know as far as letters go I've had Clayton Cowles on and I've had other uh, you know, I've had Joe Carmagna on and you know these guys are like nobody nobody I feel I feel like nobody ever gives these guys enough credit or enough love mm-hmm. because you know it's not a comic without all these elements and I feel like you know, hey, I want to talk to them. I want to see what their process is like. You know, it's not just about writers and, and pencilers. You know, I've had Mark Morales on, who's like probably the best inker in the biz right now. Um, it's it's about you know it's about spotlighting all these different uh, different parts of this comic of this thing called comic books. And uh, I brought editors on too because those those guys are the unsung heroes of this thing. They they they're the guys who have to wrangle all these different components <laughs> together, you know. I, in, I had Tom Brevoort on, I've had uh, Aubrey Searson and, and Lauren Sankovich on, and they have some really interesting stories about how you know these books come together. And I, I recognize the importance of what they do, and and I'd like to think that there are other people who do as well, but I think it's not, you know, for, you know, for some folks it's about you know, getting more downloads. And for me, it's just about like, well, I want to know what this is about, and maybe other people are interested too. So, yeah, I'm willing to take the hit if, if it doesn't download, if, if I don't get that many hit downloads because I want to get the conversation. I do the podcast for myself anyway, so whatever. That's great. It's funny you mentioned the uh, the lettering. Uh, I really kind of underestimated lettering until I went to a, a panel Comicsology was putting on a, um, the Comicsology submit. And they were basically saying, like, look, just just get a professional letterer. Like, get someone who knows what they're doing, because you would be amazed at what, what bad lettering does. Like, it's one of those things you don't notice it at all until it's until it's bad, and then it's problems. Yeah, it, it, it really becomes really noticeable, like, because of the way, uh, how do I say this? Because of how, you know, like, even like things like kerning, and, and just the way you, you, you lay out those word balloons and all yeah. that. Those things really add a lot and it's it's uh it's pretty uh, you know it, it's I'm saying, it, there's a lot more to it than we think it's not you know it's not just about you know if, if, if picking the right font uh, using it to tell your story i mean there's plenty of things like that you know it, there's so many so much so many intricacies and even the colors of the word balloons can like affect how a story goes you know what i mean yeah it's, it's fascinating no, stuff um, now out of curiosity, like, is this, I mean, you've obviously got, you know, very, very vast kind of deep comic knowledge. Is this something that's, that's come to you just from reading comics for so many years? Is this something you really kind of buckled down and worked on and tried to improve your, your awareness and knowledge of some of these things? Um, uh, what do you mean? Anything in particular or like, you know? I, 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 I've just, I've heard a lot of people talk about coming on your podcast and how they really enjoyed how, how well you, you understand the craft and and your knowledge of of oh, how comics okay. are made and what and, and what goes on there. Okay, well, I mean, I've always wanted to make you know I've been wanting to make my own comics, and uh, it, it's uh, you know I part of part of what you know a lot of things I learned from, from are mostly involving uh, just how you manage your time and how you uh, how you lay out a page and how 
you approach each individual book or script or or, or 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 like I think the thing that matters to me the most is like you know when when you're an artist and you receive a script and and how you basically just kind of go through it and kind of mark off the things that you want to keep so that you you, you have a very uh, you have so you have a very specific vision of what the, you're going to be drawing because you you kind of eliminate all the uh, all the excess that the script may have for you that you can't really do in one panel. So there, there's, there, are, there are things like that. So yeah, I, I think the most important thing I learned, uh, at least as far as the process goes, is just to how to, you know, just how you can properly get your mind into working on something, and and you know, and, and kind of your, the preparation involved in these things, and all, and and, and I think another, uh, I forgot who it was that told me about it, but I, I uh, there's a lot of good writing stuff that I learned too. And particularly about how you know you plan ahead and you kind of like set yourself up at certain points where you know you, you don't fall in love with your own plans basically and be prepared to change depending on what how the characters go. You yeah, know? like yeah. little things like that. At the beginning, you, you said that you kind of almost fell into the idea of making a podcast that allowed you to find out these stories and things. But um, was there ever a time when you thought? Yeah, I'm going to reach 220 episodes of this show, and I'm going to be this huge. I mean, did you ever think that that was even possible? To be quite honest, like my my last two attempts at the podcast never made it. To, never made it to like 30 or whatever. And like whatever, <laughs> we'll see where it goes. And and every every now and then, like I get really sometimes I get really stressed out, and uh, I, I get and I get frustrated at points in trying to schedule. Yeah. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I think I'm gonna set this as the end point, but you know, and then and then the next thing you know, I get, I do an interview, and and I I come off with such a high on that interview that I'm like, you know what, yeah. this is this is gonna last longer, and 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 you know, it's it's um, the podcast thing is like, it can be a lot of fun, but at the same time, it it does take up a lot of time sometimes because you want to edit it, you want to make it sound good, you and just planning things out like they, I, you know, there are certain people that I've, I've, I've had on the show that trying to inter, trying to set up an interview took months and there's like a person that I've been trying to set up an interview with for almost for over a year now and his still has <laughs> materialized I'm not gonna name names because that's not how I am but it's just like it's been a year since we it's been over a year since we started talking about doing a show together and it still hasn't happened which which saddens me because this person is one of my favorites and then there and, and then sometimes you just get bummed up because like, you know hey uh uh you know you see him at the con like hey that's you know would you do my show I'm like yeah sure and next thing you know, you email or you message them, you never hear back. And it, yeah, sometimes, it gets, yeah. sometimes you get disheartened, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you're like, thankfully, there's other things and there's other people. You, you discover more people. And of course, thankfully, you have, you know, you, at this point, you've made friends in this whole thing that they'll be, you know, sometimes they'll be willing to show up at the drop of a hat to, to, to just, not, you know, to just BS with you on the show. So thankfully, there's that. But yeah, it, it, it can get to a point where like, I think I'm done after this episode. And then you're like, oh. I'm going to do 500 more. <laughs> <laughs> do you still get nervous when you ask people? I know I, I definitely do, but um, do you still get nervous when you approach someone and ask them to be on? Or is that something that kind of went away as you gained um, notoriety, if you will? Um, it would depend on who that person is. I mean, I, I bet you, uh, I, I bet you if, if, if I have a chance to get Grant Morrison on, I'll be super nervous to ask, and when and, and I and there's and there's uh, there's a pretty good chance that I'll be trembling as I talk to him too if I ever <laughs> show because wow. he is my he is my favorite writer. You know he is, uh, you know, I I I adore that man and his work. There's an enthusiasm in him that I don't see in a lot of people, but and he's like one of those guys like you know he embraces comics for what they are, yeah. and at the same time just like I'm I'm also intimidated because he's super smart. You know, they, you know, you you can't deny that, and and I've had a lot of folks that you know, I, yeah, I mentioned Jonathan Aikman earlier. Like the first couple times I've had him on, I've always had like a a, a co-host with me to help me with the interview because I feel <laughs> like I feel like I can't keep up with how smart this guy is, and you know, I, you know, I'm, I, you know, part of me is kind of like afraid. And then the the, the third episode that I had him on, like the most recent one we had, where we talked Secret Wars and Avenger stuff, this is the first time that I felt comfortable enough and I feel like I can I can go with this guy you know by myself and it, it, and it was it, it turned out to be I would say probably one of my 
best, you know, one of my favorite shows that I've ever done because I feel like I, I shook it all off at that point and we were just having a nice conversation and and, and you know and and Hickman is like one of the nicest guys ever. He's also very honest and very blunt when he has to be. And and I, and I appreciate and I I really appreciate that he has all you know he exhibits all of that on the show. And it, that, I, and I feel like he's one of the most compelling people to talk to. So yeah, sometimes I do get nervous and sometimes it'll take a while for me to get get past it. But ultimately, you know, once uh, once you're comfortable with someone already, they'll they'll come on. And and I've had moments on the show where I feel like some of these guys really get, let their guards down and start telling me stuff that I didn't think they would say or talk about on the show. And uh, I, it's, I felt I felt very honored, uh, you know, at the same time. And 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 in in another part of my mind, I'm like, oh my god, he's gonna have me edit that off or something. Nice. I think I think we actually just lost Tracy here, but I think we'll, nope, we'll, I'm we'll, I'm back. Nope. Sorry. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I heard, I heard you blink out there for a moment. <laughs> Hang on, I just got so. Oh no, you're fine. Um, I was just gonna say that um, one of the big things that I have always appreciated about your show is. Um, how completely positive, and this isn't, this is something everyone comments on. It's not something that is unique to me, but just how positive that you are about the comics industry, about the people that you get on. Um, Are you careful to only get on people that you really like, or do you, are you just in general so positive about the industry as a whole that it doesn't really matter who you ask on that you're going to enjoy interviewing them, whatever. Um, here, well, there's a couple of factors involved. First, I, I need to make sure I am, I am aware of all their work. I'm not gonna invite someone on and 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 half-ass it basically because I you know I I feel like regardless of who that person is, they deserve, uh, they deserve basically me at my best. So uh, yeah, they they have they have to uh, you know they have I have to be I have to a know their work b. Uh, well, I ha- I have to like them too, you know, and and uh, I say that because I don't want I don't want to lead myself into this weird path where I'm just like, you know, going to be talking about the things I don't like. I mean, there there are some there's a couple of creators I absolutely you know that you know, unfortunately I dislike for you know because of their actions in the business. Mm-hmm. And not gonna and again I will not name names, but right. uh, you know, I, instead of like having trying to go in that direction where it's just me trying to bury a guy which i don't really believe in doing either mm-hmm. um you know it, it's about uh you know, it, it's it's about celebrating the business and all that so i'm like i'm gonna you know get people i like or or get people who, whose work i discover and like i like to know more about and then maybe get into more of their stuff you know and um and it and there's also the 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 whole thing about but trying to schedule something with people, you know, there are a lot of guys. Believe it or not, a lot of people like to. Uh, there, there are some folks who kind of criticize me as being mostly Marvel people. But the thing is, I've been trying to get a bunch of folks who do DC stuff for a long time. But there is a, uh, you know, I have to go through a lot of. They have, they, I have to run rings around certain about some some departments to be able to get a hold of someone. Unfortunately, yeah. But wow. uh, I'm, you know, I've been thankful that you know I. I uh, I think I have I found ways around them. Like you know, if they yeah they do DC stuff, but if they do uh, image stuff, I can just contact them because of the image stuff and just slip in some DC talk or whatever. Uh, oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's I don't know. It, it's just a matter of how you could get a hold of someone. Because so I would you know I I I you know I would love to talk to more people that I haven't had on. And 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 if you guys know this also in the podcast, a lot of the folks I have on my show are folks who do not do podcasts at all, like. Um, I don't know if Ron Garney has ever been on any other podcast before or after mine, but I'm pretty sure I'm the first person to interview him. Same goes for Howard Porter. I'm like that guy drew the Justice League run that you know Grant Morrison wrote, and nobody's had it on a podcast before I did. So I, you know, I'm I'd like to you know if 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 it's not someone that uh, that you know that's like a regular, it's going to be someone that has, that you probably never heard on a podcast before. That's something I'm always kind of kind of aiming for. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know it's just more fun, and I and then you know it's just fun to kind of coax a conversation out of someone that you've never heard on anyone else's show before. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, that's it's, really cool. Yeah, it's kind of a challenge for me. At the same time, it's uh, um, you know, it, it's you know, it's something for you know, it's like like me discovering it with all these people who are listening as well. Uh, yeah, it, it's and you know, like I said most of the time, 
uh, I, I would never even you know it I would it's kind of hard to quantify you know, I don't without saying names it's kind of kind of hard to quantify who I like or who I don't like but right 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 but yeah. I think that any of us have um, those couple of creators that maybe you saw on Twitter say something really rude or whatever you know and or or you know the history with um, with other artists or whatever and and it show comic business at least from my perspective, seems like it's a really big industry, but it's also a really small industry. So I, I understand what you're saying. Like everybody kind of knows, you know, those guys, if, if, if yeah, that's the right phrase. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some, yeah, there's a lot of folks that, 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 that know, like, I think a lot of people share, but it's like, like <laughs> well, I, again, I'm going to keep it at that. No, no yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. So switching gears a little bit, um, we, you know, you and I have a mutual friend, uh, Chris, and Chris is actually uh, tangentially responsible for my getting into comics. Oh, cool. Um, and you know, but but through through Chris and through some other people, I've really come to come to understand that comics is not just an industry, but it's also a a, a real community. It is. You know, there there are some there's some great fan forums. Um, creators get involved. Creators are very responsive to their fans. Um, and and I find that that's a really unique uh, aspect of the comics community. Is there? Any, I mean. Anything else you can kind of think of that makes comics real special in that kind of regard? It, it's kind of a family, really. You know, it, 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 it's it's uh, everyone knows who you are. That's the thing. Once once you're in it, you're in it, and uh, and that's why, like, you know, when whenever there's some kind of industry related scandal or whatever, it's you know, it it it, it really hurts. Or was, or whenever there's like you know we lose someone, it's always such a crumb, yeah. such yeah. a big blow because um, you know because everyone. You know, you know, depending on how the number of cons you do a year, you basically these are these are like all your the people that you would wish you could kind of hang out with, and you get to only see them like maybe once a month, or maybe or maybe once every couple of months because of the convention schedules, and and comics is such a solitary like the I mean, unless you're in a studio, it's kind of a solitary thing this this profession, you know, uh, you. Uh, you know, you you you're mostly all alone working in your studio or or, or in your in your study writing or drawing, and the only time you get to go out is during these cons, and that and then when you really get to go out and hang out, it, it it's you really get to feel because you know there's that love for this stuff that we're all making and it yeah it it, it it's very close knit, it's a very amazing community, and of course, a lot of fans too. Like, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, you know being online, especially through Twitter and Tumblr or whatever. There are going to be those fans that will always stand out, you know, and that you remember them, and, they, and then they kind of, you know, because because of how vocal they are and how how much they participate, they become kind of part of it too, and uh, it you don't get to see that in almost any other entertainment medium or any kind of fandom. Like you know, I, I mean, I don't hear about you know like all these actors hanging out with their fans after hours at you know at some trade show. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean. Yeah. Like, like my first couple of years, like doing the, you know, the, the convention thing, like not, not, I mean, I've been going, you know, like in 2005, like my first year as a, as a, as a pro, so to speak, I, I, I have fond, fond memories of like, uh, hanging out at the Hyatt lobby in San Diego Comic-Con and I'm like sitting at a table with my, my brother and a couple of friends. Some you know, then there's a bunch of random dudes here and there, but then you got Joe Quesada right there, and a couple other Marvel guys just kind of hanging out. We were just taking photos and, and selfies or whatever before they called it selfies back then. <laughs> uh, and then and then you know uh, and then there's you know, that, that that year also like Wizard World Chicago. I just remember like roaming around the lobby of the Hyatt. Uh, David Mack is playing paper bag soccer with with a bunch of fans and other people I know, and uh, here I am with a bottle of sake that I'm sharing with my with, with Brian Bendis and Mike Oming. That was that was a most surreal thing, nice. and, and and there's you know, like I have a lot of moments like that over over the last ten years or so, and it's uh, you realize that how. How you know? I, I never thought I would ever get to that point where I'm just gonna be hanging out with these guys who, who basically write the biggest comics that come out every week. You know, it's it's it, it's 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 amazing, and um, and it's kind of like you know, you realize, hey, you know what? If you're not a jerk online, you'll probably get a chance to hang out with these guys at a con somewhere. Yeah. And you you know, you're not just gonna be some you know, you just you're not just you know, the con experience doesn't end for you at the when the convention hall closes. It, there's more to it after that, and and to a degree, it's actually more fun after hours. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I've definitely gone to a few uh, 
real great uh, after after con parties and and had a had a wonderful time just mixing with with creators and art and writers and 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 fans and everyone's in the same place having a beer. Yeah, yeah, that, those are those are the best, man. Like I've had I've had New York Comic Cons where we were having dinner with guys like Alex Maleev and Asad Rebic and uh nice. and, and, I mean, god, I sound like an awful name dropper, but this is the type of stuff that happens though, you know. It, it, yeah. it it's true and it it's it's fun and uh, you know, it, it it's nice to be it's nice to be kind of looked upon as like, hey, you know, it's nice to be looked upon like, uh, I guess kind of like an equal maybe or, uh, you know, whatever it may be. It's just a lot of fun and it's cool to, to be regarded in such a way. And all you really need to do is, you know, maintain yourself as a presence and uh, just don't be a jerk. Yeah. Well, you've also kind of become known among fans as a little bit of a go-to person um, for finding out about um, it, how to how to go to a convention, um, you arrange screenings, get passes in hotels for people all the time, and it's um, I, is that part of just your job with the tourism, or how did you kind of become that sort of a go between between the conventions and the and other fans that may oh, not know? Oh no, I, I'm not go between for conventions at all. I just this is all me doing it myself. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, the thing is, I've been going to the San Diego Comic Con. For about 20 years now, and I kind of know all the ins and outs of it. And you know, and working in the travel industry, I also have made enough contacts there that I can kind of do stuff. Um, I've been exhibiting at San Diego Comic Con for many years now too, so I can kind of, kind of get early access to getting rooms and that sort of things. So I kind of, you know, I help out people that way. Um, my you know, me doing this is basically because I want people to see the stuff that I've been enjoying for the last how many years now. You know, I, I, I want people to kind of have the same experience I had. Like, you know, my, my, my feeling in life is that everyone has to experience San Diego Comic Con at least once before they die. <laughs> because it's... Cause I, because I, 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 I agree. Yeah. I will make it one year. Yes, you should. Uh, and, I'm, and I'm around if you have any questions. Um, it, it's, it's very simple. Wherein, you know, I, I, I love going there. And I know some people complain about it. Some people get really enraged by how difficult it's become. But there's something about it when you finally get there. There's something about all the, the insanity that goes on there, the energy there. Like By the time I get out of that con, I feel so pumped. And I'm like, I want to make comics again. I want to write. I want to draw again. There's something about it. There's there's a there's a, there's this weird charm to it that it's kind of you know that's a weird you know choice of words but I feel that I feel like I'm revitalized when I go there so I want people to have that same experience so what I te- I typically do you know I would uh, I set up like a, a, a like right now thanks to Facebook I, I actually made it a little easier for myself instead of sending 500 emails to people I set up like a Facebook a private Facebook group. Or basically tell people the ins and outs. I tell them when certain things are going to become available, or when certain deadlines are, or whatever. And then I just kind of like um, I just kind of do it all myself for them because wow. you know it's there. There's you know how, how do I say this? I, you know I don't I don't charge anyone for it. I just I just do it out of the goodness of my heart because I just want these people to kind of uh, you know to say hey I got to do it and and, and you know I'm I'm, all, I'm I'm more than happy to help. Um, it it can be a bit stressful at times. It can be a bit of a headache. Like this year, there was a bit of a headache with uh, with the hotel rooms because I booked 16 rooms before uh, before general uh, before the general uh, attendees can right. I have mm-hmm. I got I got 16 rooms. Uh, the 11 rooms ended up in downtown, which is you know by design because that's where I you know, I want them all to be. But the other five rooms end up in like the other side of town, which is like super far. And like I don't want that. I don't want any of my people to have to deal with that. So what I did after you know setting up those eleven rooms successfully, I ended up having to. Uh, I, had, I you know when general uh, you know when general uh, registration for hotels opened up for everyone else, I I went on there too to try and get more rooms for my people because that's you know that's how I you know I said I was going to do this for you and I'm going to do it for you. Simple that's as that. incredible. But yeah. Oh. I, I mean, yeah. Go on. It's just, it's funny because um, uh, about a year ago, there was a BuzzFeed article that came out about you. 
And um, it talks about you being the um, a preacher of the gospel of comics, the good news about comics. And I just think it's funny because you kind of refer to San Diego Comic-Con in the same way that um, a preacher would refer to like a revival, you know, like yeah. everybody come and get a, have a have a revival in, of, of comic books. And I, I think that's amazing that you would um, that you do this for fans, because, I mean, it's not something that. Uh, I, I know it's getting more and more difficult to get into any of the larger conventions. Um, this last year, uh, Andrew was able to get to New York Comic Con, but I was not able to get tickets. And it's just as it get, becomes harder and harder, it's really nice to know that, at least in this case, there's somebody on your side. That's that's amazing. Well, thank you. I mean, it's you know, like I said, it, it's it's hard. It can be overwhelming, and and you know, you you hear a lot of horror stories from people about, mm-hmm. because they couldn't make it work, and it's like. Well, let me do it. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll do it for you. And and, and I'm and, you know, I'm, and I, I'm not complaining about it. It's just that, um, I, you know, it's uh, sometimes it's really simple, and sometimes people are, you know, they're not, you know, they're not as patient as you, you know, as you know, you really should be, especially when you're dealing with this sort of thing. Right. And. Uh, you, you know, it, it's uh, it, being successful at doing this and, and 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 getting this done the way you want it done for them and for anyone else. You just really have to be patient and you have to really pay attention to the instructions that the convention people give you because they wouldn't, they wouldn't, they they want you to show up. It's just that they yeah. can't control how many people can come in because this has turned into a, a, a real juggernaut, you know, this this, this oh, convention. Yeah. So. Thankfully, uh, I, my success rate so far on this thing has been—I would say it's—I'm uh, not—I'm not gonna lie. It's 100. My my method is 100% successful. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I, and I'm not bragging here. I'm just—I'm. These these are just facts. These, these are. This is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. You you if I if I if I say if I kind of take up your cause and, and do and do it for you, you're pretty much gonna be showing up there. You know. Uh, That's awesome. I'm you know and and. It, it, and it's because I just, you know, I just want to do it, and you know, so, and I mean, there's part of me that's like, I really should find a way to turn this into a business. Like, I, I, I have been mulling over possibly creating like a like a specialized travel agency where I focus on uh, on booking, you know, uh, 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 what is it called, accommodations or helping people get their, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like a travel agent, but but for but for 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 cons, that and would be so that, amazing. That would be so yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. This is something I've been I've been toying with, but uh, you know, we'll see where we are in about in in a few months. Right now, everything's kind of in flux at the moment. Sure. Nice. So, Pat, uh, I did want to ask you a little bit about um, some of the the comic work you've done personally. You've done a, a few independent series. Um, yeah. It's, it's been a few years, I think, since this is the last one, the 2010, from what I could find. I've done I've done a few things here and there. Uh, I'm I'm kind of uh, taking it back. I, I've taken I've stepped back from it for a bit because uh, I, I I you know kind of want to with having two jobs. It's kind of came to a point where uh, you know I have I have to have some free time too. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Definitely. I, I I did this book called uh, Path to Armageddon, which is a right now it's a mini series, but eventually it's gonna we're going to you'll restart that again sometime and it'll be an it'll be an ongoing type of book and it's basically uh it's it's about these four mercenaries and they have you know it, it's 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 a, it's kind of a uh four mercenaries they gain this you know an ultimate power so to speak and then it's kind of their story of how uh power affects them their relationships and, and everything around them uh that's something that we will follow up on sometime soon it's a book that i do my, my, did with my brother and i feel like if i can't do it with him i'm not going to do it because it's our book mm-hmm. um i did i did i did a bunch of short stories here and there but uh i've had the book i have a, i had a story published in uh, image comics outlaw territory and that was probably one that's probably like the biggest thing i've ever done because well you know uh it's an image book, and I got you know, and you can't be kept getting an image credit, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, and um, and I did a few short stories here and there for a company called Greyhaven Greyhaven Comics, and they do a lot of anthology books. 
And uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. You know, I I, I kind of dabbled around doing other things, and I did. I actually did an OGN also called Blacklisted with my buddy Adam Witt, who is a really good writer. Uh, we self-published that. And I think you could get that through uh, through Indie Planet, the you know the the online store for uh, for uh, Kaboom, which is a uh, uh, a printing service. Okay. And, yeah. yeah, and yeah, I, I've done a few things here and there, and that's like that's probably like the biggest thing I ever did as far as like the number, of, the sheer number of pages I had to do for that one. Um, I don't know. I I I can't bring myself to look at my own work now, so I, it's been a while since I looked at it. <laughs> but um, I kind of gave up on drawing for a bit because I I feel like I'm not. I don't know. I don't feel like I'm doing. I, I I'm doing as well as I should, or I'm I or I feel like I'm nowhere near as good as I as well you have as I have to be to, to keep doing this so kind of kind of weird situation I, I, I have my own issues as far as my own my own work oh sure I think that everybody's their own worst critic I oh, mean yeah. um, I, I would say that of myself as well so I, I fully understand that feeling yeah, I absolutely, I, I, absolutely, I absolutely hate looking at my work. I mean, <laughs> I, I, my writing, I, I can live with my writing. I, I, I kind of like my writing, I can, and I look back on the those short stories I wrote for uh, all those publishers, and like, you know what, this is this isn't bad at all. You know, I'm not, I, you know, I, I would happily display this on my website when I get it going, but anything I've ever drawn is just like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Pat, I think we're going to and, and and wrap here, but uh, you know, as, as we as we typically do. Um, find out what our what our guests have been uh, into lately so pat what have you been been into um i am absolutely in love with jonathan hickman's avengers which i'm pretty sure you've heard you probably heard enough of already <laughs> um ed brubaker's the fade out and criminal are amazing and um what other books have i been reading? uh of course uh Brian Bendis' X-Men stuff is still great. Uh, I'm a big, you know, I'm a very meat and potatoes guy as far as comics go. So I got my X-Men, my, my <laughs> X-Men and Avengers, and I, I and I love my crime books. So you know, between those guys, of course, Sex Criminals is amazing. Um, I find Bitch Planet by Kelly Sue DeConnick and uh, Val, Val Delandro as a really great book too. I feel like yes, that book is gonna that, that book's gonna. Gonna, I think that book's gonna on the verge of blowing up soon because I think it's a really good book. I agree. Um, yes. And 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 uh, as far as anything else go, I mean, I I, uh, I I watch a lot of TV. Uh, you know, there's more TV than than movies at the moment for me because I don't know, like, well, you know, that that's gonna change when Avengers comes out. And right. I, I'm not even gonna count the number of times I'm gonna see that. Uh, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, there, there's that uh, TV stuff. Like I, lo- I love uh, House of Cards. I, lo- I love uh, Bosch over at Amazon. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 my weird guilty pleasure right now is is Law and Order SVU. <laughs> like I wake up in the morning, that's all, that's on my TV, and just leave it on. And uh, I come home from the from one job, and I'm about to start the other job. I turn the TV on, look, it's still on. More. <laughs> Like I just like it's like every day I I, I get like a, I, I get at least a couple hours of uh of, of SBU and then of course I'm a big pro wrestling guy I love watching uh, uh I I I love watching New Japan pro wrestling and of course I watch I watch the WWE stuff too but I, I'm more into the Japanese stuff. Nice. Um, speaking of wrestling, you were taking a trip. Yes, uh, I'm. I'm going to WrestleMania for the first time, and uh, that's awesome. And 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 and, and here's something I'm, I'm. I'm going to say I'm going to put this out there because uh, uh, that trip would not have happened if it wasn't for a lot of really really kind people. Because um, earlier this month, because uh, the, the, the whole thing started like the WrestleMania thing happened because a friend of mine was you know he was you know there's a whole group of them that are gonna go. And I kind of caught a, I caught wind of it a little too late, so I wasn't, you know, I was pretty much out of the game as far as going goes. But then one of them had to cancel, and I could basically buy into, you know, that spot if I produce X amount of dollars at a certain point, you know, and and get it to them. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, my bank account got hacked, got hacked, and I was screwed. And one day I just posted on Facebook that, you know, this is my situation. And this is what's going. And this is what I really like to do. And if anyone can help me out here, that would be amazing. And I left my, I put my PayPal address there. I just, I just put it out there. I'm like, I, I, you know, I don't like doing it, but I, I did it because I'm like, I really wanted to do this for a long time, and mm-hmm. that was my shot. And next thing you know, I, 
you know, within 24 hours, like I reached the goal that I wanted and I was just amazed. And then I realized a lot of people like in their PayPal email, they're saying, or, you know, they, of them were thanking me because of what I've been doing for them and whatever. And it's like, that's the most, hum- that's, it's the most amazing thing. And that's the most humbling thing. You realize, okay, you're doing something right after all, because they're willing to do this for you. So that's so cool. It, I w- it's yeah. So positivity, you know, that, I mean, just being positive and just, you know, just doing right by people and, you know, just being helpful or whatever, when you don't really have to, it, it, it does, it does add up. And, you know, and now I get, I get to do this thing. That's awesome. That's really great. Yeah, good good deeds do come back around. It's 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 and it's nice to see when when that kind of thing happens. Yeah, it's it's amazing and uh, yeah, I, I I'm I'm so flabbergasted. I'm so floored, and I'm like, you know, as we as we record this, I'm actually you know, finishing up packing for the trip. So you know, we'll see how it goes. It's it's going to be a really fun uh, fun extended weekend, and we'll see. Yeah, you're going to have a blast. I yeah, I hope so. I, I'm pretty sure I will. You know, I'm, I, just the fact that I'm going there is is really enough for me. You know, it's it's regardless of what happens in the actual show itself, and the fact that I'm going to get to be there is like something. Uh, I don't think I could ever, you know, I don't think I could ever express enough how how lucky and how thankful I am for it. That's awesome, Tracy. Um. So yeah, I am still working on Ready Player One, but actually, I got completely sidetracked this week because. I have a paper due on Monday that I hadn't even started um, on the Bay of Pigs. So that'll be fun. Um, so all I have been reading about is Eisenhower, the Dulles brothers. And um, incidentally, one of them is the one that Dulles Airport in D.C. is named after. Um, and John F. Kennedy and all them and, and what they did and how they did it and why they did it and all that stuff. It's it, it's good times. It's a really interesting paper, but it probably sounds boring to everybody listening. So, <laughs> hopefully, that will be done, and then I won't have to think about it anymore after Monday. So, yeah, that's all I've been doing. What about you, Andrew? Uh, so, I finally finished um, Neuromancer, and I have moved nice. on to John Scalzi's Lock In, which is has been really good so far. I'm up 80, 80 to ninety pages in. It's a real real light read, but really interesting. Scalzi's the one that wrote Red Shirts that we did the podcast on, right? Yes. Okay. Great. Um, uh, similar to Pat, I'm I'm, I'm really enjoying um, Hickman's run on Avengers and and the Bendis X, especially all new X Men. That that's one of my uh, one of my top reads. Are you caught up on East of West yet? No. Oh, such a good book too. Oh. I know, it, it is. It is. I just I haven't sat down and, and read. I got I got I got sidetracked somewhere in, like around twelve or thirteen, and I'm I'm totally I totally don't remember what's going on. So I'm gonna have to like start from the beginning and just binge it. It's worth it. Absolutely. Part of me is also waiting again, having to listen to Pat's pocket, listening, waiting for that uh, giant hardcover that that Hickman was talking about. Ooh. Yeah, man, he that sounds he, amazing. That, yeah, he he kind of let us like, every time I've had him on, he always kind of like uh, lets the cat out on something new <laughs> that, that hasn't been announced yet. Like so, like that hardcover. So like, okay, I'm gonna wait for the hardcover. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, I I have to say, I'm, I was actually really surprised to hear him say he's really not much of a long game kind of person because I love the the long game stories he writes. I know, right? That's that's most like, that, that's like that's what he's known for. For I mean, for most of us, that's what we we, we yeah, associate with him. I mean, he's got that payoff at the like you, you you may not understand exactly what's happening every every issue, but you know in the end yeah. it's going to be absolutely worth it. Yeah, I mean, I don't you know I, I, I'm not going to spoil anything. But man, this week's new this week's new Avengers number forty two. Holy crap! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, that and Uncanny X Men this week too, number thirty-two. By uh, it's both of them are like pretty big issues for 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 both series. So when you get to them, you know, you'll 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 dig them. Yeah. Shortly after this, I'll be downloading my comics for the week, so uh, I'm looking forward to it. So once again, if you uh, if you like what we do, head on over to thereforeigeek.com, and you can check out all of our blog posts and other podcasts. You can follow us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash therefore I geek. Follow us on Twitter at therefore I geek and Tracy's at Mary eyes. And you can download this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave us a five star review, please. If you like it. And uh, once again, Pat, we'd really like to thank you for, for coming out here. This has been a fantastic uh, conversation. We, we've really loved having you on. I, I really had fun talking. I mean, if you guys ever want me on again, let me know. We can just we can just BS and talk about what we're reading or whatever. But uh, <laughs> I, awesome. I, I I had a lot of fun. I appreciate this and appreciate you guys being so patient <laughs> with me. <laughs>
It's not, not a problem. problem but, yeah. So really it's not over a on... year, so we're good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that offline. <laughs> <laughs> All right, once again, I'm Andrew. And I'm Tracy. And you've been listening to Therefore a Geek. May 16th and 17th, don't miss Tywater Comic Con at the Virginia Beach Convention Center. Our first ever two-day spectacular, and we have over 100,000 square feet of events, panels, contests, and dealers. Comic book creators Chad Harden, Ron Mars, Ken McGuire, Greg Land, and more. Celebrity guests Sam Witwer, Kelly Hu, Sam Huntington, Megan Rath, Chloe Dykstra, and many more. Passes are on sale now, and the earlier you buy, the more you save. Visit www.tywatercomiccon.com for more information and get your passes to the incredible, uncanny, amazing Tidewater Comic Con. Tidewater Comic Con, Tidewater Comic Con.